Very happy to see that you decided to tune into this silly little podcast again, and rightly so, because today I have a very interesting guest on the show. Uh, he is a prime example for why I started this thing. Uh, the, the main idea was to just get exposed to uh, new people with interesting stories, uh, and especially inspiring stories that uh, open up a little window into someone else's life that is maybe completely different from you. Um, so yeah, today you're going to meet um, Gustavo, uh, a very friendly, interesting cat from uh, Spain who is a tattoo artist here. We crossed paths, paths once uh, a couple of weeks ago when I actually ended up in his tattoo chair and had a tattoo done by him. So when, while I was looking at his craft, I uh, got really interested and wanted to, to hear his story, how he became a tattoo artist. And uh, this is what he's going to tell you now. So enjoy. So yeah, usually I sh uh, should introduce you, but it's a little bit difficult because we only met once before. Yeah. So I can just paint the picture of the first meeting that was me sitting in your chair and getting a tattoo. Exactly. So while I was, <laughs> while you were uh, doing the tattoo, I got really fascinated about, as I told you earlier, yeah. about the profession. And, uh, I, I got a little nervous for your sake, even though I knew that <laughs> you have done this before, but I was putting myself in your uh, head and I was thinking this must be so stressful too. It's a leap of faith. You go. You need to trust or not. <laughs> so, all the way. But do you remember the first, your first tattoo, and the feeling you had when you were? Yeah, um, that was um, back in Spain. I was living in the south of Spain actually, and uh, was at that time a uh, good friend of mine that she had a lot of tattoos already. I already got a lot of tattoos, you know, and uh, she's like. Come on, do it. You can do it, and just try on me or something. Really? I was like, no yeah. experience. I was like, all right, I'm gonna, you know. But I was thinking, this thing is like, in that time of my life, I was so broke, you know. And the only thing I got to save money, the most of my life was about that time was like, a, I don't know, like 600 euros. And then I was thinking that I really want to make tattoos, but I need to buy the equipment. I don't know. I was working as a helper in a kitchen uh, back then, and. Uh, you know, it's like I don't have a mom and a dad, so those four hundred, uh, six hundred euros was everything for me. You know, it was my little couch. You understand? And uh, so for me, it was like I don't know. It's, it's such a risk or whatever. But uh, that's the thing. Since uh, I was a kid, it's like tattoos always fascinate me. So many ways. Why people get it? How they do it? Yeah. And what's the meaning? Why it doesn't go away or things away? It's like what the, the whole thing around it, it was uh, just magical yeah. and I got obsessed with it so I started to get many tattoos since I was a kid my first tattoo was with 11 years old oh really 
And obviously my mom never got to know till I got 17 and somebody called to my house to say your son is going in a really dark path and hand out the phone. So I never knew who was this person. Oh really? And then yes. Was I remember my mom screamed my name and I came home like, oh, something's going to happen. And she only told me like, okay, take your shirt out. And when she say that, I mean... I'm quite white, but I became transparent, <laughs> like, uh, oh no, man, no. And uh, I take my shirt out, and uh, she saw all these tattoos I've been hiding for years. How many? A lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. And I thought, she's going to give me the biggest beat of ever. And she started to cry. That broke my heart so bad. That's a oh, day no. in my mind. That's something I will never forget. But cool thing about it is that after that, I could wear shorts again and no t-shirts in home you know because it's summertime back in Spain it's horrible so yeah that was, that was really cool <laughs> so the person made me a favor but the point is sorry I'm getting a little bit out of this and uh, yeah so this friend of mine pushed me to take this risk I bought my equipment and um, and yeah I just she have a rose on the elbow it was just lines and I color it and since the moment I color it I feel confident. I never feel nervous at all because uh, it's something I, I've been getting my whole life. So from the first time, was like I already knew what to do. So you just from watching people yes. giving you tattoos, yes. you. Huh. That's the best way. The thing is, like uh, I find out is like uh, now I think tattooing changed so much and it's changing so fast. It's yeah. a it's a art and a profession that. Uh, it's a constant movement, you know, with tendency, with social media, with what people like, what people don't like, and all these things. So, um, so yeah, you need to adapt as a artist to all these new things. Otherwise, you're going to be out of business like the old-timer, and you don't want to be there, you know. That's one, that was one of my questions, sorry if I interrupt you. You already answered yeah. a bunch of questions. Um, uh, that style, so back in the days... You would specialize in one style and or yeah, style? Uh, it's like a for uh, what he brings me to tattooing was a particular style it was more a traditional old school or some people call it Western or whatever it's traditional old school and uh, it's a style that uh, it born for the skin you know um, tattooing come from the Polynesian islands. Mm. Well, you can you can even go back to that, and you will find many tribes and many other places. People already have marked in the skins, and uh, but so the Europeans, or white men, or Western men went there, saw tattooing that calls tatau. Tatau is the, from there it comes the word tattoo, you know, because this tribe giving the word tatau to this, and uh, so they bring it back a little bit to Europe, um, and. These guys, uh, Thomas Edison, make the first electric pen at oh, the shit. time, and Samuel Orion uh, copied the technique of the electric pen oh, okay. to a fir the first electric tattoo machine. So we adapted Europe to our things. It was a time um, they were always being in war. So it's a lot of war motifs, you know, like the guns with the banner, uh, mm. the banner or the many sailor motifs and things like that. So this is something that it wasn't art before, but it became by uh, 
by the situation around it, you know. So it was like military motives or war motives, a uh, few colors because it wasn't coloring, pro proper mm -hmm. coloring in those times. And uh, so it born a style, you know. And the biggest uh, artist who represent this is Sailor Jerry, that many people might know. Um, and uh, he was a military man and he retired as a tattooer because he got into tattoos as a marine and um, so the guy didn't stop to draw and painting his flashes are like brilliant till the day of today so much and so good he was one step ahead of his time and uh, what time was that? that was, a... uh, that was around let's see 50s 50s okay. yeah 50s 60s yes And, uh, of course, it was a few before him, mm. and is many iconic after him, but he was the main, the main thing. And uh, because his work, still to the day of today, we, I'm still redrawing and doing his tattoos, cool. and his swallows, and his uh, cherry blossoms, and his whatever, you know, because yeah, issues, he have thing. a, you know, tattooing and drawing is the same like writing, you know, it's like everybody can do it, but some have a special... Special mark, right? Yeah. He was one of those with the drawing. He, was, he had a special mark. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been changed. So, it come, traditional come from there for that roots, but obviously it's been evolving during the time, during the years and the decades. So, uh, nowadays can be so different that if you put what it was before to what it, what, what it is now, it's pretty much the same technique, ball line, solid color, but... The way of tattooing and the motifs, it doesn't have nothing to do anymore because war is not our main thing anymore, right? So, but yeah. the sailor tattoos uh, seem to have a comeback. I see a lot of people with those. Yeah, it's like a you know, uh, classics never are out of mm. out of trend. So th this is a rule. This is something who born for the skin. It's just because nowadays you have many styles that you apply to the skin, mm -hmm. uh, portraits and. Uh, graphic a little bit more graphic and uh, uh, it's, a, it's a few more uh, but uh, this born for the skin to be tattooed it didn't born to make in a canvas and then you adapt it to the skin or like portraits a photograph can you do this tattoo and it's like well let's see and it happened what it happened nowadays portrait tattooers are like out of this world it's amazing what they can get to do they look they look really scary I've seen a lot of uh, on yeah. online things where Yes, the, the, they compare the picture to the actual portrait. It's amazing, yes. Uh, some of them are really great, but there's also a lot of fuckers. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, a lot of bad work out there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's different styles, different ways to see them, and uh, one thing is totally different. I see like a, you need to be talented to uh, be able to draw and prepare your own thing, leave your own mark and your own style. Um, I see many tattooers complaining like yeah but that's part of your copying work you're copying something else that's not talented at all and I was like well man you know what I think you need to be talented too to be able to, to reproduce that yeah. image you know you might, might be not doing your own thing there are crazy things on your head but that's talent right there you know and I appreciate that so it's not that one thing is better or, di uh, or more like different it's just a different thing I completely agree, even though I also understand the frustration that, uh, that um, I, I guess, the ideal situation for you yeah. if someone comes and tell, tells you, do whatever you want, right? That, 
Well, pretty much uh, based on what I do, uh, that will be the, the greatest thing. But like I told you, tattooing has been changing so much because of social media these days, man. That is quite sad to see sometimes. People normally, um, they don't check your work or your portfolio. They go in, they want inspiration. They go in straight to Pinterest or Tumblr. And then is when it comes a ball of people having same inspirational same tattoos you know and uh, that didn't happen before Pinterest and before Tumblr they come to you because you're the professional who's been tattooing for over 10 20 30 years mm -hmm. uh, with some weird blurry idea what they want and we are able to put it there because we know the scheme we know the machines and we know how everything works so to take the best of it and uh, nowadays it's just like they come and I, I want this you know like buy a pair of shoes this is what I want so it's kind of like all right um, you're not gonna live to make money either so now it becomes a, that hybrid between the combination of the pair of shoes you wanna get mm -hmm. and trying to me getting something artistic uh, tattooing I don't know something more cool about it you know mm -hmm. so it's it's tricky so it goes how it goes but I'm still I'm, I'm still um, surprised that you just Started tattooing without any previous knowledge. That's pretty ballsy. Is that yeah. a common thing, or is there a formal education? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the, this is the thing, the old school way, uh, what we call it. For example, if you want to be a tattoo apprentice, what you have to do is uh, you go in there, you start to get a lot of tattoos because this is the only way. This is not. It's not a school. It's not university. It's not something you learn in YouTube channel. Step one, step two is something that you need to live mm. to understand the whole language, you know, because it's a language that uh, even many tattooers, because they don't, can be years tattooing and they don't get it. It's hard to talk about it with them, you know, uh, by the background they have. So um, I would say that's the best way. You go into the shop and keep getting tattoos. And that way, because one thing is you sit there enjoying the tattoo, and one thing is sit there and scan what the tattooer is doing on you. You know, that's the you. That's what you paint. You paint your school right there. You know, and um, so eventually you create bonds with these tattooers, mm. and they became friends. They became closer. Then uh, you might say, "Like man, I would love to introduce myself to the tattooing world. I wanna be apprentice." Um, and as a friend, you might be after getting your all your arms done. Probably it's like, of course, bro, no problem. I would, I would love to, you know. It happens. Depends on the attitude and the vibes too, you know. Mm. And that's the proper way. Then you should to go as apprentice in the shop. You have to take a lot of crap, um, but that's the price you have to pay, you know, because that's gonna be the key for the rest of your future, for your family, for everything you're gonna have, for the world you're gonna see, you know. So. Uh, people nowadays take it for granted. It's like, that guy is rude. They make me clean the shop every day. Oh, that's it's like, okay. So what? That's how it should to be. That guy used to clean the shops every day. Now he's your boss. You understand? So it's, a, it's how it is. And I appreciate this thing of master and apprenticeship. And then, you know, be, me, myself, uh, get to do my, my own. I really appreciate this, uh, this old school way. But nowadays... It's a whole different story, mm -hmm. you know, because nowadays you just go online, buy your thing, start to tattoo in your kitchen, doing a bunch of shitty tattoos, <laughs> a bunch of crazy shit, and you don't have to take any crap from nobody, and I don't know, man, it's, uh, that's the thing, that being an apprentice is like, uh, 
you skip all those mistakes because from the first time after years as apprentice that you take the machine you're gonna, not going to be shaking you're not going to be afraid this has been your everyday for two three years you understand so it's a whole different thing when you you just bought the equipment and you go into do a tattoo and you don't know what's happening you don't know how deep the needle have to go the tattoo might blow out it might get infected it might, it might happen so many things so it's a old school way to learn in the, the nowadays did you watch this Japanese documentary by any chance called Yoshi Dreams of Sushi? It's the, apparently the best sushi chef in the entire world. Oh, I hear about it, yes. And, um, he made to, this guy to cook rice for I don't for know how many years. <laughs> before they allowed to do anything else. Oh, that's insane. Just cooking rice. But he has to get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear about it. It's hilarious. It's interesting. Uh, his son is like almost 60 and he's still not good enough to take over the restaurant. So the father's still working and he's all, almost in his 90s. Wow. Because he doesn't try. And his son is brilliant, I guess. But Yeah, for sure it is. So that's that's how loyalty and uh, tradition uh, works you know and uh, I appreciate those things it's really romantic to see it's really pretty and nowadays we're just losing all of this you know everybody want to be a star somehow who cares anyway but that's what they're looking for you know uh, ego boost in any anything they do yeah that's an interesting point I um I, I hear my friends talk a lot about when they get the tattoos, like, oh, I got, a, I got an appointment with that yeah. guy or this girl uh, next year. Because they, Happens, they, yes. So they go after the name. Uh, they seem to be hotshots in this city, I guess. Yeah. That, um, that have a long waiting list. Mm. Um, and it's obviously not the route that I went because... So I just went to the shop and asked if they had time. Yes, I would never wait a year for a tattoo. But, I, uh, but I'm very happy that I ended up with you because uh, afterwards I thought, man, imagine if, uh, if, uh, if I ended up with someone who uh, wasn't that good. Because I'm, I'm very, very happy with yeah, what thank you, you. Thank I mean, you. it's probably easy peasy for you, I guess. But, um, but still, uh, yeah, so uh, what, what do you think about the Stockholm tattoo scene because I read somewhere that Stockholm has the most tattoos yeah. per square yeah it, it is true in the, in the world actually is a uh, uh, Södermalm not Stockholm Södermalm is a neighborhood uh, with more tattoo people by square meter <laughs> you know that you can see in summer I mean we're not talking true. about a whole bodysuit we're talking about the person have one tattoo at least you know um I would think is uh, I would say it's all uh, uh, attached to a few different reasons. It's like it's many tattoo shops in the, in the same neighborhood. Mm. Um, Stockholm is pretty. I don't know the word, but one one people get one thing cool, everybody wanna have it too. I so yeah, it goes like this. You know, you can remember this with the dressing black with the white shoes. You know, it was a time that if you didn't dress black with white shoes, man, you're... <laughs> and the wool, wool heads and... Yeah, and when the... Beards. Yes, exactly, or the shirt, like the the truck guy type of thing. I, I call I, I call Stockholmers or the Stockholm hipsters or certain hipsters uh, as being very uniform. They they take a lot of yeah. creds and pride in being uh, uh, very trend conscious. Yeah. But the problem is that everyone looks the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can get uh, to look the same somehow, but uh, 
in some way, I think it's quite nice. It's quite pretty to see also, you know, that is a uh, trendy, things move from one thing to another one. Um, yeah, it, it might be a, a lot of similarities in, the, in their ways, you know. Uh, but I think every capital has their own ways. And some capitals, everybody's looking to look unique, different than the rest. And in other capital, the tendency is like, be everybody looking the same in the trend so mm-hmm. it's not good or bad it's just different yeah, 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 yeah it's different I, I, I'm a bit too harsh sometimes no I no no I, I, I live here for too long I think but that, that, that's alright man you don't have to be that politic, uh, diplomatic right. that, yeah. that I can't take <laughs> probably some people listening to it would call me a hipster which I strongly disagree we um, are all I mean right now hipster uh, is, is into everything it's into everything so it's no way you can say I'm not I mean you're gonna be if you like rock or whatever it's like it just took over everything man. so we are all hipsters maybe more light some of them more intense it's a very <laughs> very very zen approach yeah uh, so let's get Back to your your beginning. So you to, to your friend filled out the yeah the rows. I think it was yes. What happened? What was the next step? Did you? Well, the thing is, like I've been skating for many years, and oh, I cool. stopped, well, I stopped uh, many years ago. And um, so I went to the skate park and said to all my skater friends, like, "Hey guys, I'm tattooing home, and let's make a lot of tattoos." And uh, yeah, that was a uh, how it was. It was a bunch of skateboards. It was a a lot of scare of die lettering, <laughs> all related with skateboarding. Skateboarding, yeah, exactly. And uh, man, a lot of bad tats. They are till I see them today, and it's like, please, just don't show that and say another <laughs> name of who was another person. But that's the thing. Then I, um, then I tried to look for apprenticeship, a proper apprenticeship in Barcelona, right? And um, I, wa- I was dreaming about have a master somebody who you know all my who can all my loyalty i can give it like the best of me who can be proud of me that was my idea my romantic idea of it and i start to went to the shops and then it's when i hit reality and barcelona is overcrowded with tours as many cities in europe and uh, nobody wants apprentice because the apprentice of today is the competence of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, they even check my portfolio. It doesn't matter how good you are. So let's just get out of here, you know, hoping that you get lost yourself on the way. And uh, once I went to a shop, I remember, uh, with my portfolio in a painting already framed to show these guys if, if I can be apprentice, you know, and work there. And the guy checked my portfolio and say, well, what I like the most is the frame of your painting. I was like, wow. oh, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> went back, yes. went back to the street to work with flyers for a nightclub and help in a kitchen, you know. But that's the thing, man. If you really feel it, you know, um, I didn't go to apprenticeship and uh, I have to make my own way. And I always thought it doesn't matter. No, it, this is not going to stop me. You know, this is what I want and I'm going to get it. So simple like that. Visualize, materialize. So I start to work in a side. Uh, keep tattooing for free my friends till my work get eventually better keep mm. painting and drawing non-stop on my free time it's been like two years of this and at some point my work was good enough so I tattoo shop close to the center so I was like yeah man you can do a couple of days here if you bring your clients so I push that cool. and one so I just squeeze myself to the whole thing 
sucks though because I don't think that a lot of people have this attitude like you had the loyalty uh, aspect yes what a waste. no man what a waste almost of loyalty <laughs> yeah almost none I would say and he's uh, I meet a few during my career but uh, it's almost gone but uh, it seems that it was a good school uh, regardless well yeah school, uh, the school uh, school life streets are hard and uh, that's how I learned the hard way that I'm pretty proud to you know uh, sure, yeah. it gives you perspective give you a lot of perspective you don't take things for granted and um, that's a that's the best so but once you have the foot in the door and you have paying customers and people coming back to you and people start recommending you you are set I assume you are yeah. you full-time tattoo artist right yeah and when did you reach that how long from the first tattoo until um, you felt okay I made it it took me years still became a full-time tattooer man because uh, it's a struggle dude. it's a big time struggle it's a profession you can say uh, that uh, you don't have nothing is secure mm. you don't have a, you don't know what you're gonna earn this month you don't know what you're gonna earn the next month if you break your hands well there you go uh, good luck it's no company who's gonna take care of you you don't have a mother holiday if you have money you go for holiday you don't have nothing you better keep pushing yourself so it's being stressful but that's the thing that if you do a good work by dedication and you manage a good social media one thing bring the other so uh, eventually it works mm. like everything I would say if you put hours on it it's gonna it's gonna result so it's about that it doesn't matter how hard it comes you just don't be don't quick keep going you know and if you're quick it's because it really wasn't meant to be Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I quit, quit, quit a bunch of times with some of my projects, mm. which is the reason why. <laughs> but well, that's also interesting. Nothing bad about it. That's how you find yourself. Right, so right, right. You need to hit things and quick and no, that wasn't my thing. So it's, it's, I will never see a disappointment from that. It, it, it keeps you on your, or at least me on, on my feet and try to find the next thing. There you go. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's how it works. We're doing this again. Okay, um, so as I told you, usually I don't prepare any questions, but I put down a bunch because I uh, yeah. had so many popping in my head. So you don't feel nervous at all anymore? No. Once the needle is spinning? Not at all, yeah. Going is, uh, it's just, uh, nowadays it's mechanical. I mean, it's been over 11 years on this, so... Man, it's like I brush my teeth. I don't get nervous when I do it. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I guess there's work that is more difficult than others. Yes, definitely. It's like the, the whole body is a elasticity and skin can be, uh, you know, you're never working over the same type of skin. You know, everybody's a different uh, canvas. Everybody has more stretch marks, hard, crack uh, is... So different but uh, that's the thing that through the years and you know and uh, you get to learn all right to do what with what type of skin mm. how to work proper on that I remember you were talking to uh, your, one of your colleagues who was doing a tattoo right next to us and uh, um, you asked him are you really silent today and uh, he looked up from, I think he was doing something on the inside of an arm, like, man, I'm doing parallel lines, this is doing my head in. Mm -hmm. I go, okay, apparently there's different things that yeah. uh, 
crave more attention. Um, so this is a weird question, and you, don't, and you don't have to answer. <laughs> right. um, let's put it this way. I, I wrote, uh, do you have any big fuck-ups? <laughs> but uh, let's pretend, <laughs> have you ever seen any terrible fuck-ups? And it ha doesn't have to be yours. Um, where, where you figured, oh shit, that went really wrong. Um, well, no, I have a few, but more, nothing really big, more, more classic. Uh, a few miss misspellings mm -hmm. on the lettering yeah, uh, and, uh, yes that happened all the time and uh, that's why I try to read it um, I say to my clients read it and tell me it's right and when they agree to that it's like I do it and sometimes like oh you misspell it's like well after that you say it was right then isn't I don't feel that guilty you know <laughs> so uh, yes yeah, how it goes sometimes happens and yeah it's in big for cops man but uh it's a little bit of everything because it's sometimes it's not just you it's just it's your skin too you know uh, the way your body heals so mm. it can come from the other side the thing is like if the tattoo look good in the moment i'm doing it and then you cross the door of the shop and you're going out i don't know what you're going doing and doing there you know so i remember i uh, was this a uh, client of mine uh, many years ago she got a tattoo for me and uh, then she came a month after, it's like, it looks really bad, it heals really bad, and it heals pretty bad. I was like, it's so weird. And uh, it's like, yeah, I, I can just touch it up, that's no problem. Yeah, you need to fix it because all she was quite angry. I was like, but this is super weird how this happened. And she, I was using home, blah, 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 I promise you. And, and then the day of the touch up, the friend of her, she came, supposed to come with a friend, but the friend arrived first to the shop. And then the f talking with the friend, I get to know that the girl went to Puerto Rico the yeah. day after I tattooed her. Straight to the beach. Uh, straight to the beach and I don't know what. And of course, and I was like, what the... And she didn't tell me nothing of this because she just wanted to fix her mistake, you know. So that's the thing, that when you cross the door, everything is possible. So... Yeah, that, that I wasn't uh, too uh, aware of, to be honest. I fortunately got the list of things that I'm not allowed to do. Because <laughs> I thought I'd go home and yeah. put some lotion on it or something like that. Um, yeah, people. Uh, so, the work you're most proud of? The work I'm most proud of? None. None really. Never been. Uh, I'm a r really critical with myself. Uh, whatever tattoo I do, I always think it could be better. Doesn't matter what I do. I think the biggest mistake you can do as a tattooer is that uh, think your work is super awesome, and nothing is better than that. And whatever you do is cool enough. That's how you put a roof to your own career. So well put. Um, I'm still very um, impressed that you just went straight to. Tattooing, because I, um, uh, as you said on Instagram, I, I discovered a couple of interesting artists, and uh, um, some do uh, things on silicon hands and oh, yeah, hands yeah. and stuff. Right? So I thought this, this is what you have to do. And I heard back in the days you used uh, pig skin. Yeah, you use that uh, to do a little bit of uh, basic uh, tattooing on oranges and Orange. bananas. And some, if you go to the stream, some uh, uh, big skin that I think is horrible. And yeah, 
do something like that. It's like disgusting. But anyway, and um, yeah, that's one of the ways to feel what is tattoo with a machine. Because that's the thing, when you're drawing on a table, you have a back, and something is back you up, right? And you have, you feel the table and the drawing. But when you're tattooing, everything is in there, really. You can go deep with the needle till you feel the bone, you know? Mm. So it's everything like it's coloring the water or tattooing the water. It feels a little bit like that. Wow. So you need to, f it's, you know, that measuring and yeah, get to get the flow, learn to how to use it and don't cross the line because the lines might blow. Do you ever did, did this traditional... Um, Tata or tattoo, like a... Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, well, uh, no, not really. A few friends of mine, yeah, but they do it with the, with the Japanese style. In Japanese, it's called uh, Irosumi. That is another type of stick, and uh, it is by, yeah, like that by hand. Oh, by hand, not, not with the hammer. No, uh, that is more um, Polynesian, uh, Maori Islands, and uh, that is... You have a helper who stretches the skin, and then you're with the bamboo stick with the needles, and with the other bamboo stick, just like you hammer a little bit the skin. Mm -hmm. And in me you have one stick, uh, bamboo probably two, with the needles in the front, and you can stretch your own skin going like this. So it's a different way, based on the same technique. But to be honest, it's nothing more painful than the electric machine. Okay. That we that the one we use is the faster, um, and yeah, man, it's painful, painful as hell. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks painful, especially when you get it. It looks painful because it's like what the heck, you know. Yeah. But at the end, it's like it's, it's going soft into the skin, and it's not that it doesn't go in the skin as many times as electric machines. So mm. electric machines can be a a good damage if you know don't know how to use it okay good to know mm. so i follow you on uh, instagram and uh, so lately uh, you you uh, put up your your drawings first and then yeah. the final results and uh, yeah sometimes I and asked uh, or, and um, tagged it um thanks for for your trust so there's people yeah. that give you free hands and let you do whatever you feel like uh, yes, um, sometimes they come a little bit with the idea of something that I already done. Uh, for example, yeah, I love your tiger heads. Uh, I want to have one of them here. Do your thing. Lovely, you know. When that happens, is that you don't? They don't limit you. They don't put this. Uh, uh, they don't cut your wings with little walls. Yeah, I want it like this, but I want to have it from this, and I want to, you know. So it's like mm -hmm. how to create, how to be inspired when you you have these little walls but when somebody say uh yeah do your thing then you can go all the way creative with this and try different things that at the end of the day they're gonna be so happy with it because you're giving the best on that drawing and and having a nice result on your skin so that's the best way to go i would say do you have any weird requests where you felt and please don't say uh point your finger at me <laughs> no, uh, but, uh, mm. that probably won't look good uh, when, when oh yeah that's many times sometimes I even send people back home oh, cool. because it's a is I understand that there are no uh, not everybody's a tattooer not everybody understands things obviously so you come with these examples that on skin and with the tool we use to tattoo you it doesn't work it doesn't have sense. 
uh, or if it might work for the picture, then it's not going to have any sense after healing. You know, so we're trying to educate every client who mm. comes uh, to the shop with these things. Um, sometimes they're open to do it the proper way. And sometimes like, well, if it can be done like this, then I, I don't want to have it. It's like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, I'm sure other tattooers around the hood probably will uh, do whatever for money. But... Uh, um, the, I, I, when I came to you, I, I, it was very spontaneous. I didn't, I didn't think so much, but I, I just quickly checked a couple of Facebook pages so, yeah. because there's... Yes, just plenty. Three around the corner, yeah. yeah. There. Three, I think, just around this block, mm. and then a bunch more where, where your shop is on Stetskonegarten or Bondegarten. Bondegarten, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you 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 seem to get the get the feeling that some of them were a little bit more shady. Is probably not the right mm. term, but. Um, Less integrity, maybe. Yeah, um, not that uh, you didn't feel it. You didn't. You wouldn't put your trust on on those. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. I'm really picky with the people I choose to get tattooed by. So you should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should. Again, I was lucky. Um, so uh, yeah. Let's go over to something mm. else because we probably get tired of talking about the tattoos. <laughs> so, uh, what brought you to Sweden? Um, wow. Uh, all right. So, pretty much, is uh, I was heartbroken back in Barcelona, and uh, obviously, it's a big, big Swedish community in Barcelona. I will say it's more Swedish people than pigeons <laughs> in Barcelona. So my childhood friends are from Sweden already. Oh, cool. And uh, when I was heartbroken back there, uh, back then, um, this friend of mine was here already. He moved back and he's like, man, why you don't come here and change the air, work in my shop a little bit? Uh, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Just to change and get out of, get out of there. So I did and it was shocking at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I came from uh, to, from holidays many times, but not to live. And I came in the middle of the winter, one of the strongest winters apparently Sweden have over a hundred years. And man, I, it, it was a suffering. And uh, obviously, in Bar back in Barcelona, I always I'm a really social person, and uh, I don't want to sound dumb with this, but like pretty popular somehow, you know, because I grew up in my neighborhood and all the party things are in my neighborhood and all the nightclubs and bars and cafes are in my neighborhood. So I know everybody. And from look like the mayor of the town walking, saying hi to everybody, like I'm the queen of the castle. Then I came back to a place where I can see the same person giving me coffee for 20 days and every day telling me, can I help you, sir? It's like, it, what? It's me, you know? <laughs> so that was uh, that was quite shocking at the beginning. And then I start to enjoy it, be a little like low profile, you know? I start to enjoy, have time for myself, mm. my space, my bubble, without nobody hugging me from behind or whatever, you know, all the time people in home. And it's like, I can start to enjoy home alone. It's just it's, it's been a flip in my life. And man, I can enjoy more i love sweden for i love stockholm i love the peaceful i it's very peaceful. i love uh, but that's the thing that then you realize it only happens two things 
when you're doing doing this it's like you realize that you're really good with yourself or you realize that you don't mm. you know so i'm pretty happy about it and pretty happy that I realized to i'm good with myself and that i will never uh, get to uh, have experience in barcelona you always around about people friends and family things happening all the time so you really don't know who you are because you're just doing something 24 hours you know yeah you have role at you yes Getting abroad as as exciting as it is, it can be really tough in the beginning. But yes. then, uh, if you if you make it, uh, it can be really beautiful. How long have you been here now? I've been already seven years. Seven years, okay. Seven years, but I'm coming back to Barcelona actually. Oh really? For yeah. Good, for good. Uh, yes, at the end of summer, I am gonna spend this summer here, and uh, and then back. Oh, such a shame. Yeah, is, I, I'm you. gonna I'm gonna come back uh, often. I have a lot of clients here and great friends. So every year I might come like two to three times per year. Okay, so th that's yeah. that's something that I've heard that uh, the two artists just go to other places and do yeah. a residency for a month. Or yeah, so. you do like a guest and a shop to work and come back to your shop. Is a we get to know and create bonds with, between tattooers and sometimes. The, you know in the same city you know so you're in different countries in different cities so you always go there to visit your friend mm. and work and have fun and back to your routine quite nice cool yeah but, uh, I love Barcelona though um, only been there twice but a uh, very fun city yeah it is I, I have a love and hate uh, with my hometown big time you know <laughs> yeah and so I kind of escaped there and so happy to be here but now uh You know, it's been seven cold winters. I know, and, yes, and uh, I was there a few weeks ago, uh, well, last month in January, and this day in particular, this is really rare, but it was 20 plus. I was sitting from the beach with my shirt off in January, and then I just thought, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so from then it just hit me, it's like, I'm coming back. But this time I'm not gonna come back to the hood I grew up. I'm gonna come back a little bit in a side, so I can. I just wanna. I'm picturing myself living from the beach, mm -hmm. training every day, working a little bit there, traveling. You know, I wanna. I wanna enjoy life. You know, and that's the thing in Stockholm. It's been great, but it's been home, work, home, work, home, work. Summers come for 60 days. Home work after work. Home work after work. Summer's gone. Home work. Home work. And now I'm like. I want to leave, man. I'm getting old. The time is passing. You live once, and it's like leave from the beach, uh, have an easy life, travel the world. Uh, why not? You know, just do it. Don't mm. keep it as a dream. Go for it. So I want to go for it. Fun thing because I'm at the point in my life where I'm uh, about to do the same, or I'm trying to. Um, yeah. And ho hopefully, I'm trying to get away in next month. All right. Southeast Asia, just do a little bit of travel. Ah, that's gonna be great, man. But. Um, Yeah, because I got a little tired of, of that routine as well. And, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, time moves so fast. I mean, it's March already. I still feel it's beginning yeah. of the year. And, uh, uh, it's true. I shouldn't complain about this winter, though. You can, uh, you better believe that climate change come to stay. Oh, yeah. And it's been a joke. It's been a pretty warm winter, but uh, still. And more than the coldness, it's not the coldness, it's the darkness. The darkness doesn't matter. It really affects me physically. I, yes, I'm, I noticed not since two weeks ago. I uh, I've become a happier person again. Just yeah, because of the, the light conditions changing a little bit. Yes, 
and uh, my yeah, my brain's very happy about that apparently. Yeah, the sun is out. I finally. Finally. That's yeah. good. Uh, one last topic that I wanted to touch upon. Uh, yeah, I think we're still good on time. Um, you used the hashtag vegan a lot, so I assume you're a vegan. Yes, I am. Is there? Uh, my first yeah. reaction to that was: Is there paint that uses animal products? And yes, why you, many. Why you and uh, the ones I use are all my products uh, that have to do with tattooing are. Uh, animal cruelty free so uh, yeah I don't want to didn't even think about that yeah mm-hmm. for me it's important um, I don't take the world I live in for granted I don't take uh, creation of nature for granted and for me it's important keep it going every day the vegan movement is exploding here it seems yes it's growing it's not going to stop you know, you can see the, uh, you can say, yeah, it's trendy, it's just a hipster thing. It's like, you know what, it doesn't matter what it is, as right, long right. it creates a conscience, so bring it on. Definitely, yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I'm really happy about the development. Um, everything from restaurants being more vegan-friendly or completely More and more green, yes. Um, even the supermarkets, you can buy a bunch of products now. Yes. Uh, much more than like two years ago. Nowadays, there's no excuses. It's so easy, man. And especially in Stockholm. That's one of the reasons I love Stockholm. It's like, wow, it's one of the cities, the easiest cities to be a vegan is this town. It's, it's amazing. It's like you have cafes always with the option or they can fix it for you or you have the products or you have a good store or you have, an, you know, it's so many things and I still, after many years, finds like, oh, do you hear about this place? They have vegans. It's like, what? It's always like that. It, I love it. It's great. It's, if you start traveling, it becomes much more difficult. I mean, yeah. Anywhere you go, if you go to the US, West Coast or East Coast, it's, it's much easier. But um, Stockholm's great. Even in my hometown, we, apparently mm. my mom told me they have, they've started a, a vegetarian slash vegan yeah. place, which I still haven't gone to. So, uh, any good uh, restaurants that you would recommend here? Um, yeah, many. I would say uh, if you like Indian food the best Indian vegan they even have a vegan menu oh, cool. in their food it calls uh, holy cow oh yeah oh, um, a big vegan, right? I think you just, yeah you just think about it and you have that then um, Lowai I don't know remember the street they have amazing selection of uh, tofu then you have uh, is in the Around, up to the central station oh, up there I don't think I know that place and why then you have uh, Kyoko that is another one they have uh, all the menus vegan there oh. and let's see like proper vegans then you have Herman's Herman's is pretty good yeah, yeah it's quite nice I, I, I like there more the desserts than the food right <laughs> they are, they are <laughs> yeah they are more tricky I find yes but um, I went to a new, uh, new place on uh, Kung Solomon on Saturday, uh, Sweet sweet Peas, Sweet Pea. No idea. I was pretty good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, three course menu. No. Oh, you're going to have to run me down that, uh, that yeah, place. Yeah, sure. It, it, they just opened. They, uh, they have a thing actually tomorrow night. Uh, right. I can't go, but uh, maybe you should. Um, mm. And uh, I love vegan soul train, the food train. Have you ever tried? Oh yes, it's so good. 
awesome. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's nice to have this feeling of fat, uh, greasy food, <laughs> vegan, right? Uh, once in a while, it's good. Oh, this is turning into a vegan uh, segment now, it seems, but... Uh, um, no, that is good. You have, we have to uh, uh, put this in everything we do around ourselves. Right. Work, lifestyle, everything. Man, it's the only work we have, so we better take care of it. Uh, I'm tired of people saying, like, oh, yeah, but the vegans, the vegans, the vegan, what, man? This is good for you, for your family, for your kids, for all your environment, for the world you live in. You like to live in a better place? Well, that's what you have to do, take actions. People don't get the environmental aspect, which I think was the most important for me in the beginning at least, yeah. uh, because I was shocked to see um, how much the environmental input, uh, effect of uh, the meat producing industry is globally. Mm. Uh, yes. People usually look at, everyone's talking about the mm. uh, greenhouse effect and climate change, and uh, the debate is always around cars and their emission, but cars are... No, no. They, are, yeah. they have a significant impact as well, but uh, it's um, um, it, it's tiny compared to uh, to all the meat production. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. No, it's like it's just two different. I mean, uh, the thirty-seven percent of the world pollution it comes from the meat factory. Thirty-seven percent, man. Um, we giving to cows our food, you know, to be able to kill one cow to. Uh, I don't know, to feed, like what, 20 people? We have to give in the food of over 200 people to one cow. Right. You understand? It doesn't make sense. And all of this is because corporations want to make profit of it. And, man, you ask to your grandpas how many times per week they eat meat, you know? Once or yeah, twice. Once or twice. Nowadays, meat is in every product. It's in the breakfast, it's in the right. lunch, dinner, and the snacks. It's in ev everywhere, you know? It's always... Uh, Something for, because it's just all about money. That's how it is, and that's how we threw in the war away. But it's very interesting how people react to it. Um, I don't, I don't run my eating philosophy into someone's face. Uh, of but course, if, if you're sitting at work and you bring your lunch with you, and you know, everyone's having yeah. their own uh, lunch boxes in front of them, and uh, you get a glance. You, you see that someone is glancing at your at your plate and like, oh, no meat? Like, no, no meat. Do you feel okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's this, because I don't think that, um, and it's very important. And then it, they, all of a sudden you're in the middle of a discussion yeah. with them, uh, about meat versus uh, vegetarian uh, diary, um, diet. Um, and they have all these arguments to um, justify their own lifestyle, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't give a fuck if you do what you want to do. Uh, um, but it's so interesting that it, that they go into a defense mode immediately. Of course, so it's very um, psychological. It's a very delicate issue, and yeah. um, that's I it is. I don't, I don't, I don't, it is. I totally understand you because point. that's the thing. Because I'm a thing is like. Uh, you're vegan for morals, health, uh, eco-friendly, or it, it comes from many reasons. Uh, the veganism uh, lifestyle way, and uh, as a meat eater, when they want to know why, and you still still give, start to giving reasons, you just put in, just put themselves like they're doing wrong. So uh, automatically they go into a defensive way, you know. 
So uh, I understand that. And so it's about the approach, you know. And you can sound attacking or you can sound nice and put that person like mm, to question all the things. And that will be the best, you know. That will be the best impact that you are subtle, smooth, and not just because of this on this. And you put those few words in his head that might make a spark to create a fire. So um, that's the best way. Instead, just, yeah, but you meet eaters, boom, you know. Yeah. Then it just, the other one, it will never understand. It will never listen through the truth or whatever, or the fact you can have there to prove. No, you know, they're going to fight it back. So uh, it's like, it's no need to be judgmental. I, I don't care uh, what people do, you know. Um, it's like what I'm doing, I do it for myself. Uh, because I don't take anything for granted, and to have my good sleep, to be surrounded about positive people and uh, better vibe and people who bring me better things for my life, you know. So uh, you shouldn't fall into this type of discussion because at the end of the day, it's like I'm not your mom and you're not dad. I don't have to teach you shit, you know. <laughs> so you go there and if you're interested, do your own research like I did, you know. And I'm into this not because it's a trend and because I've been reading and getting information a lot of it every single day about it till the point you open your your eyes and you get you go into the truth, you know. So that's the thing that you want the truth, go for it. You know, I don't have to teach you right now in five minutes conversation, change your life. No, no, and as you said, that's the wrong approach because uh, people just uh, shut their ears and uh, become very con con yeah. confrontal. Yes. Um, yeah, interesting times, but uh, as you said, it's a growing movement and it's it's getting bigger and bigger. And It's uh, not going to stop. I oh, mean, look at that. My mom actually, she she's very uh, critical about it. But she gave me this as a birthday. Oh, so nice. Very cute. <laughs> That's perfect, man. That's great. Love it. Uh, that was funny. Five minutes before she said, well, but just a little bit of bacon. Like, what the... <laughs> anyway. Um, so that's how we're doing in time. Oh, I think we're... Uh, I think we're good. And yeah, uh, I, I cut all my questions unless you... Uh, you feel that I forgot something. Interesting. Mm, well, interesting things are all around us. So I think we took her already. We hit the proper, the proper questions today. So yes, uh, I have some card here, but maybe you would just want to point if 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 the dear listeners want to get uh, to see your art and uh, uh, possibly even a vegan tattoo before you uh, go back to Barcelona. Where can they find you online? Yeah, they can find me online. Um, all right, you can find me through Instagram by xviani x with small v and uh, or Gustavo Viani Tumblr. Um, it's funny. I add in this car, in my business car, a little sentence at the end that I said, "A dif uh, a different world cannot be built by indifferent people. Right. So keep that, that in mind. That sums, Out up, there. that sums up what we talked about. And you're currently uh, working at Swahili's Bob. Yeah, I'm, to, uh, I'm working at the moment at Swahili Bob's till the end of summer. And after that, I'm going to be all around. Cool. Thank you for being on Thank you for having me. Super nice. Take care. So that was Gustavo, super awesome guy. Really enjoyed this conversation. Go and find him on his social media channels. Uh, check out his art there um, or stop by 
Swahili bobs uh, on Södermalm and get it to yourself as long as he's still here. You can get in touch with me uh, by email. That's stocktownchronicles at gmail.com. Social media channels are at mgleisner. That's M-G-L-E-I-S-S-N-E-R. And I'll be in Amsterdam for the first week of March. So to all listeners from this beautiful city, uh, do get in touch and uh, buy me a beer. So, and now a quick word from our sponsor this week. This episode is brought to you by MonsterCuck95, who writes... You suck, your show suck, your voice is so fucking annoying. Please stop putting out more shows. I'll pay you 50 bucks if you stop doing what you do. MonsterCuck95, I'll be in touch shortly with my bank details. See you later. <laughs>